previously on Adventures in Questing. So where do you guys want to go? In this grand city. And you can see this grand palace. And you see a elven woman, and she is viciously screaming insults through the gate. What's going on? I'm a member of the Vlenkela, the cavalry of Antani. The whole tree started like fighting against us and beasts started showing up and murdering people. And, and so we're kind of, there's thousands and thousands of us just refugees. What was your name? Ritterow. I feel like there are so many terrible things happening and I don't know if they're connected in any way though, because they seem to be there. Calder Brennick, who is the king of Oster, just signed the official surrender papers to become a province of the Western Empire. <gasps> Anthony Fulton, he's one of the reasons that we came here in the first place. Yeah. I feel like we have to go to the Panther I party. think we should. Yeah. Get dressed up and go meet Anthony. Yeah. The, the driver cannot get like control of this horse and it is roaring towards this nice looking man. You run forward and just like rugby tackle this guy out of the way and this cart kind of like careens down. This is Lord Josiah Fulton. Uh, the Lord Josiah Fulton offers an invitation to attend the gala as oh. his personal guests oh, tonight. That's so, that is so incredibly kind. <laughs> you uh, head off in the direction of the Cerithium You guys are moving through the beautiful city of Spawn Hill again. You have to pay attention to me. Deep Venice vibes. Winnie, uh, and I think Raiden would probably notice this. Actually, Layla probably wouldn't notice this, actually. But this seems to be a city very much built by and for arcane users. Like, there are wizards out there. There are, like, wizards and druids. Wizards. There's all just kind of mages out, like, very obviously using their magic. Like... I think just from your natural intelligence, you can tell that a lot of these floating platforms that are keeping the city aloft are being held by like an incredibly powerful levitate spell. Hmm. Like that this, the reason that this city can be built out here on the river is because of arcane casters. Hmm. Um, you know there are some cultures that don't like arcane ma magic as much or just don't use it as much. This one seems to have whole cloth embraced it. Hmm. Um, which is kind of cool and refreshing. I think you might also know, you've never been to this nation, but I think you would know that Vester's pretty well known for across the board kind of embracing arcane magic and liking it so you guys are kind of moving through the city and seeing taking in all the sites there's seabirds uh there's just all kinds of cool people around again almost entirely human uh and you finally make your way to a large large plaza um there is a large square kind of imposing looking building uh, in kind of a square u shape that you would take to be the main library of the tome hold um, and there's also, in the center of this little plaza, um, a strange, kind of like the Louvre, crystal pyramid kind of angular entranceway. It seems like the Cerithium is, is underground, um, maybe built into the river itself or something like that. So you guys know the Cerithium and the Cerebral Antechamber are places where people can access memories through memory gems. And then the Tomehold, you would just assume, is a big-ass fucking library. And just from outside, it looks like it's a massive library. So what would you guys like to do? Where would you guys like to go? Can I? I should also say, uh, just as a reminder, it is the middle of the day. <laughs> can I roll a perception check to see if there's a very tall tower that I can see from where we are? Yeah. 19. Uh, there definitely is. Like, you're like, wow, look at that library. Oh, there's a tower. It's <gasps> like right there. Really? You see a really long, kind of 
What does it look like? Yeah. It's tall. It's kind of like a tangled tower, like from the movie Tangled. Yes. Uh, it kind of, <laughs> it's a very clearly a wizard's tower. It kind of is creaky and, and angular. Like it looks like it should be falling apart, but arcane magic is holding it together. It's got a, a kind of conical roof. It's got a bunch of little windows. It looks like the entrance door is currently like 20 feet up and there are no stairs because you can literally walk forward and like you could touch it right now if you wanted. Like it's in this same plaza. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> Just yeah, like you tower around. around? I mean, there's, oh. <laughs> there's lots of there's lots of tall buildings and towers, but you looking at this one immediately recognize it as like a wizard's tower from like old stories. All along the base of the tower are like chalk drawings. Okay. Like, like they've been done by like children. Oh, oh cute. Mm -hmm. Do I notice anything else? Uh, with a 19, um, on the door is a symbol of a, a bird, like a little perched songbird, like on a branch. Cute. Um, make a history check if you'd like. I would like. A natural 21. A it was, I thought it was going to be a natural 20, but it was a 21. Oh, it was a 21. It okay. was 13 plus um, 8. That's So you recognize right? the songbird is a symbol that um, Nadia Kadir took pretty early on um, when she was a little, when she was a little girl and like, uh, the books that you've read about when she was a child, she was nicknamed Songbird because she would sing all the time. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then she took on that kind of symbol as her own symbol. Um, and then her order, which is basically like Aurors meets CIA kind of vibe, um, so cool. meets like the Knights of the Round Table, uh, are the Ornithi. Um, and, and they all take, um, they all have code names that are bird names. What? <laughs> Good. It's just a very max thing to do, to be like, and there's this order of wizards and everything about them is bird themed. They're very bird themed. Um, her code, like her code name is, is like, or her, her handle is Songbird, but there are other um, members of the Ornithi and they all have unique code names. So they don't have to use their actual names when dealing with people and, and bad guys. Um, but yeah, you kind of have a moment of like, oh, oh yeah, totally uh, there's just this amazing tower uh, sitting to the right of these of these large buildings, and you don't see anything happening in it, and it looks like all the lights are off. But like, okay, it's really cool. Okay, I just like don't reach try. out my hand, and whichever party member is closest to me, I like tug on their jacket. Yeah, let's make a roll. Who is it? <laughs> it's Raiden. Hi. Look, look, Raiden. What? Look. <laughs> You, yeah, look, you look at this tower, it's hard to miss. <laughs> you, I, you mean the, the tower? Yeah. It's got a bird on the door. Yeah, it sure does. Do you know what that means? No, I'm waiting for you to tell me. Oh, it means that that is the place that Nadia Kadir lives, probably. I'm assuming that is where Nadia Kadir lives, probably. Oh, shit. Yeah, isn't hey. that so cool? That is we pretty cool. We made it. <laughs> I've arrived. <laughs> Right, and so then I spin like... around in a circle with my arms over my head. Uh, are you gonna go talk to her? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna Just go kidding. knock on the door. I knock on the door. No, the door is 20 feet up here. in the air. Oh. Wait. Of course I'm gonna not say. Uh, I'm gonna. Is there like a platform to stand well, on? Well, as you start to walk towards the tower. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, it's sort of. Well, I know, but I'm doing it for Winnie. It's, it'll be funny. Uh, Let me do are, are you going towards the tower? I would. I, Raiden's doing this. Is I'm gonna like say hi to her eventually. I'm just not ready right now. Well, as you walk towards the tower, the door starts to slide. No, down no, wait, wait, Raiden, and I pull him back, and I pull him back, and I pull him back, and I pull his jacket back. I'm, like, I'm not ready. I'm, like I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I pull him. I pull face. him back too. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to talk to her. I need to kind of gather my thoughts and go through my notes and things. I don't know. I'm kind of curious to talk to her. It is just a door. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, this is like 
what she's been waiting for. Yeah, I'm, I'm really nervous. I don't think I'm ready. I, I think I would just kind of trip over myself a lot right now if I went in there. But I'm really excited that it's here. And now I know that's so the door So what are you going to do? Never go and talk to no, her? No, I'll go. Nervous? I'll go for sure. But, like, i got to figure out what I want to say to her. Oh, well, I know what I want to say to her. And hey. this is my pal Winnie, and she's a really big fan. Oh, yeah, that's probably... <laughs> that'll come out of my mouth at some point. I'm a really big fan. Um, but uh, I think... Now that I know it's here, I'm just really excited, and I gotta like go through my notes and figure out um, what uh, I want to say. Is anybody else hungry? <laughs> yes, so hungry. Maybe we should Pregnant do that first. Pause. I could eat. Yeah, maybe I could eat something and then come back when I'm not so nervous. Well, hey, quick question, y'all. So I know that we're here to do some book reading and stuff, mm -hmm. but uh, the the ball is tonight, right? Yeah. Don't we need to like get mm -hmm. stuff yeah. with Taylor first and then we can go research while that's getting yeah. ready? Yeah. Oh, we that's get, true. We gotta yeah. get some outfits. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's get some fits. I like the way you think, fits, Laura. Fits, Let's fits. Go. <laughs> so it. you're now turning around and going back to the <laughs> yeah. We. Because we have to order our things. Yeah, let's go. So that they have time to make them. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna go Okay, back so you to turn around. Hotel. As you start to leave, the, the door, it looks like was like moving down the tower to meet you as you reached it, ha kind of slides a little bit higher up. You guys continue back to the orchid. Uh, you kind of speak to the guy at the concierge desk who kind of points you. There's an, a whole room dedicated to a tailor. It's like this tiny little human still, but like very short human man with like the thinnest mustache on the <laughs> planet. Yeah. And he goes, Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi. He's kind of looking at you. He has like a little tape. He has like a little tape measure slung over his neck, and he's like in a nice little vest tunic. We what, are what here. What can I do for you? For some clothes. Mm. Nice ones. Yeah. Uh, it's on the house apparently. It says. Well, uh, it's on Josiah. House Fulton. Ah. Oh, Lord Fulton. Not this house. I'm sorry, uh, just to clarify, Lord Anthony Fulton or Lord Josiah Fulton? Josiah. They have separate bank accounts. Uh, well, they each have different tabs. Josiah. Josiah. Thank you very much. Um, okay, and what is for the what is the occasion for a day on the town? A night at the clubs? The out gala. on the gondolas? The, the Corona Gala. We're going to the gala. It's like little hands go up to his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to the gala tonight. Yeah, we are. We're going to the Victory Gala. Uh-huh. Hosted by the Empress herself. That's yeah. the one. Empress Allegra herself. Yeah, Empress Allegra herself. I will give you whatever you desire. <laughs> <laughs> you must simply tell her that your outfits were made by Figaro. I okay, will. Yeah, hey, I, I, give me your finest suit. Figaro. Your finest, my finest I want, suit. I want a big, like, tail. On the suit? Yes, so I like see a it. suit tail, you know? I see it. Like tail? A, no, no, no. Like a suit tail. Oh, Come on. Like a tuxedo? Yeah. With tails? And I want it to be blue. Like a dark, dark blue. Yes, I see it. And <laughs> uh, I want it to be three piece. Oh. Uh, practically salivating. <laughs> uh, and yeah. I can absolutely give. Everyone give me your orders and I will immediately begin to prepare them and we'll have them ready for you before the gala tonight. I am trying to find mine. On yes, Pinterest. young lady. I want the same thing except red. So you want an identical oh. small suit. You yes, want an identical yes. suit but smaller in red. Yes. Uh, big yes. tails as well for you? No. No big tails. Oh, come on, you gotta go with the big tails. You don't Layla. want big long curly tails that curl at the end? Oh, I want mine to curl at the end. <laughs> <laughs> That, that seems very 
Not practical. Okay, I seem, you seem to have a fire aesthetic. Would you like the, the tips of everything to look like they're slightly singed with like black fabric or, or lace or, or, I don't know, trim? Do you want me to just burn them? No, no, don't burn them. I mean, they're my, these are my, these would be my, this would be my masterpiece. All of you collectively. <laughs> okay, yes, do whatever you want to do. Okay, you will not be disappointed. Oh, my name is not <laughs> Figaro <laughs> Faith. Oh, Layla and I are going to be matching. <laughs> Ali and I are both oh! furiously scrolling through Pinterest right now. <laughs> uh, he gets he gets Pim's outfit together. We don't have a Sunny right now, but she will definitely describe what Pim is wearing when she arrives. <laughs> oh my god, I don't know what it's going to so be, but cute. it's going to be so cute. Excuse me, Sir Figaro, <laughs> yes. um, do you know if masks are required at this ball? I mean, gala. Are you, any of you uh, noble people of... Of Vesta, I don't think any of you are. None yeah, of you are no. wearing any veils or anything. I'm wearing a okay. tiara. Just wanted to check. That's not the same thing. Pretty though. No. Well, um, see, I have this really bright yellow hair that's sort of like sunflower yellow, and I, as I can you, see it, as you can clearly see. <coughs> and I was wondering what you color you think might go the best with that in my bright blue eyes. Max isn't good at fashion. What color would go well with that? <laughs> with yellow and blue, like a purple maybe, like a mm. no. You can see oh, Figaro's thoughts like, just like racing. Browns also. Uh, yeah, but I guess your normal clothes are browns. So yeah, my normal clothes are brown. Different. Uh, Ooh, like a. I think a. I I think sparkless. a dark a dark blue would look nice. Yeah, dark blue or like Be I think a pink would really like the bright color. A pink would look nice. Like a. <laughs> Allie doesn't like the pink. Mm, Her face is so scrunched. Okay. What about like a turquoise? Yeah. Well, what about like a yeah like a tealy turquoisey? Mm. Like matching your eyes. Yeah. How about a turquoise? <laughs> okay. What kind of style? Do you want a suit with tails? Well... <laughs> we should all get suits with tails. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie opens her mouth wide. Oh. Ellie's mouth drops open. Well, see, I, I really would like to wear something kind of like a dress, but okay. then I have trousers underneath because that mm. means I can move really Sort quickly. of a Daenerys situation. <laughs> um, who's that? Another sure. client. <laughs> sure. Different client. And what I would like is sort of like a vesty thing that comes up. Um, like sort of like it's kind of like a fancy vest with like a collar, and then it drops down, and then it's sort of like a corset down here, and then there's a gathered skirt, kind of like what I'm normally wearing right now, <laughs> except then it has tails instead of just like a regular skirt. So mm. it's sort of like a mix between Hell yeah. a suit. Anna dress. Oh, Winnie, you're also, gonna look so fly. I would like one of these fancy hats, please. A tiny a fancy one. top hat with a, a feather. A fancy top hat with feather. Do you want it like to fit your entire head or like a little one? Just like a little one angle. that goes on the side, sort of. <laughs> and then I would also like those, like, and and where I'm from, sometimes we wear these cute goggles on our heads because you're never, you're always one second away from inventing something and needing a pair of safety goggles. So oh. I would also like those to be on the brim of my cap. Okay, I can definitely do that. He's claps his hand and the um the magic tape measure around his neck kind of uncoils and starts flying through the air and starts to take all of your measurements without him having to look at it. Um, he whips to you, Thora. You! What can I do for you? Thora looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> and she looks around at all of her friends and is like, I don't know what to tell him. What if you got like a cool cropped jacket with <gasps> tails? Like a cool cropped like Ooh. jacket with um some nice detailing right here, and it was like cropped, but then it went down in the back, and and it could be a color that really complements your beautiful blue skin. I don't know, guys. Well, okay. So if you had a dress that was like, oh, what what goes well with blue? If you had like a white <laughs> dress, 
a white dress. Beautiful. That with like sparkles on it that matched your hair. Ooh. That like, um, the like the back, your back was shown. Like you know what I mean. A back muscular dress. back. Yeah, your muscular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 your muscular can, back, my sister. <laughs> Thor's gonna turn to Figaro and say, yeah, I guess, like, whatever he says. Like, oh, really? Kind of like an Emma Frost situation. Like, silky. Like a what? Like, I understand. Like Thank you, Tristan. Read more X-Men comics, everyone. Powers yeah, of X, like House of X, it's the best comic I've read and, all year. And, and a um, thinner fabric. Would you like, like, a, I see you've kind of got a fur <laughs> thing. Would you like kind of a fur-lined kind of cloak on top of that? She's gonna look at her friends. Like, Nah, yes. show you back. I think the cloak would be cool. Yeah, I mean, you could like show up in the cloak and then you could like whip it off and like throw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Throw it at the guy Figaro's, and be like, hold my cloak. Dude, that's a really good point. Figaro's so into this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's true. Do that. Okay. And he turns to he turns to you, Cordelia. One moment. And I uh, I pull out a picture that I've been drawing this whole time. Oh. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, and it looks like this. Well. Cordelia pulls out a, a picture. Yeah, I've just been as, as amazing. She's like, "Oh, I got an idea." Oh. Yeah. Wait, let me, let me, let me, let me. And then, me. and Max, describe that with your damnness. Oh, it's kind of. It looks kind of like Grecian. Yeah. Kind of like a dark black Grecian dress and kind of shawl, but with like a deep, deep like neckline. Oh yeah, because I got the plunging. <laughs> Can I see? Ooh. Yeah, Fuck and like yeah. really long they sleeves. Are, uh, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. That drape on the ground. It's very they cool. Are. I'll post it on Twitter. Uh, I don't know what Caitlin would be wearing for this, but I assume Doc is probably one of those like very like business like, like that hot, mm. tall, like <laughs> business like outfit, like lot like turtlenecks and like cool pants. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Not a. Very Doc, like doesn't, Gwendolyn, doesn't, Doc um, doesn't strike me as a dress um, person. Mm. What is her last name? Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn Christie. Christie? Yeah, very Gwendolyn Christie. Hell like yeah. Regal and tall and or beautiful. Or Tilda Swinton. Oh, yeah, some Tilda yeah, looks. Tilda <laughs> if they were dragons. Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't know. We have no confirmation about Tilda Swinton. That's true. <laughs> weird lady. Um, okay, so you guys give Figaro all of your measurements. He is so... Like, he, you guys leave and he closes the door. He, like, writes a little sign and he closes the door to his little area and the sign says, like, closed on account of more important business. <laughs> And you can just Hilarious. hear him like, yeah! <laughs> and his shop just going mad. He's I so excited. Close on account of more important things than you. Did he close his, he close he's his about door? He's about to. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. I also just need a small holster for my wand. Of course, Okay, yes. great. Thank you. Oh, wait. Uh, well? Could you make a little suit for Lavo? Oh. <gasps> a mouse suit? This would be <laughs> my greatest triumph. <laughs> <laughs> Slams the door. <laughs> Cute. You guys wow. are now going back to the library? Shall we go to the library? Yes. Yeah. I'm very hungry. We can probably... We're, we're you can, you can pick up food as you're walking. There's like lots of like right. stalls and stuff on the streets if you'd like. Okay. Get, get a takeout. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll just go find food. What? You don't want to come with us? I can't read. I'm not great at reading, sure. but <laughs> I'm still going to go. Ching. It's true. She can't. <laughs> so, I think, I think we're still going to find interesting things. No, there's stuff I want to look at. Oh, okay. You can hang out with me. Reading. It's fine. Okay. But yeah, let's get some food. I am very hungry, though. We'll okay, so you're, you're kind of walking down the street towards that. You pass, like, stalls full of fresh fruit. 
Um, really good, like, different kinds. Some of it you definitely shouldn't just get now because it's just, like, fish. Mm. Uh, but there's lots of, like, um, you smell, like, cooking meats. You, you pass a lot of, like, bakers that have, like, a lot of sweets. Are there any berry stands? Yeah. There's, like, whole stands full of berries. Raspberries, blackberries, strawberries. That's it. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Any huckleberries? Done. That's it? No. That's it. <laughs> there are those berries. You can definitely get like a little bushel of berries. Is there any chocolate? Yeah, the same guy has chocolate. Ah, Layla's gonna walk up. It's kind of like a romance. It's kind of like, hey, you want something for your like honeymoon? Get a bunch of berries and chocolate? And she's mm -hmm. just, just, just gonna start, start, start eating some chocolate. The guy goes, hey now, those are my berries! Chocolate. Oh! I was talking to a different customer. Th that's my chocolate though, too! <laughs> look, you can have look, he pulls out a big chocolate bunny. It's like it's like a foot tall. Look, you just want this? Did you chop a bunny in that chocolate? No, it's like a mold No, it's like a mold. It's moldy? No. <laughs> look, if you don't want it, I'll just put this no, gigantic no, no, chocolate. I want it. <laughs> okay, give me one copper piece, please. I only have gold. Oh. Well, I guess I'll take three gold. Okay. <laughs> Wait a second! Wait a second, mister, that's not fair. It only cost one gold, why can't you just give her change? It cost a copper piece. <laughs> that's what I meant. It only cost one copper, why can't you just give her change? Also, you upped the price by a lot after she said she- No, it's fine, I'll, I'll give a change. <laughs> Goodness gracious. He gives you nine, he gives you, he gives you nine copper pieces. Thank you. No problem. Yes, thank you, sir. And you guys walk away. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> Rain, Rain knew what was happening. Oh, right? what? He's just like, whatever. He only he gave nine cost, copper back. He said it cost one copper. She gave him three gold, and he gave her nine copper back. So he kept two gold and one copper. Oh, I thought you said you gave her one. I thought you said you gave her also, there's gave a hundred, also, there's a hundred copper in one gold. Oh, no. So it's a no. lot. Yeah, it's a lot. I wasn't paying that close <laughs> Into the number, I was just like, mm. it's, it's 100 copper per gold, it's 10 silver per gold. Well, there's a lot of other people standing here who wants to pay attention to how that's much what look well, at I, I went to a different stand, I want to get some curry. You guys, uh, truly, I was just paying attention to the three versus one thing. I was like, <laughs> that guy's like, yes, I did it. Oh, I scammed a child, <laughs> I scammed a child. You're proud. Um, I'm gonna turn around and glare at him as we walk away. Okay, he, glares, he glares right back at you. And he turns all the chocolate bunnies, and they all glare at you. <laughs> I'm gonna stick my tongue out at him. Okay, he's like immature. <laughs> he goes back to his work. Rude. Uh, you guys come back to the uh, the Plaza of Learning, and you see the so big nice uh, big library and uh, the uh, what's it called, the Cerithium. Fun fact, though, that tower's gone. Oh. Well, well, well. I bet you wish that I it's knocked vanished. on the door now. No, huh? I'm good. It's vanished. Hmm. Can I see if I see it anywhere else? Yeah, make a perception check. 14. Uh, you don't see it in your immediate vicinity. Mm. You can make an arcana check if you'd like. 19. Um, the tower is probably a kind of tower that can move across the city depending on what Nadia needs. Yeah. Cool. It's her house and her car. Yeah, yeah exactly. Cool. I'm just picturing a little like joystick. Mm -hmm. She's just like. Vroom. Cool. Uh, okay, so where are you guys going? You can go into the library, you can go into the Cerithium. I, I mean, I have, I have some things that I want to look up, but yeah, same. maybe we just have a nice little library day. Layla's just munching on that bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we get to reception? Going in the library together? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you guys kind of walk into this 
library. And it's like the fucking Beauty and the Beast scene. He, like the doors open and there are just bookshelves everywhere and ladders that reach up to farther levels. It looks like this, this library is at least three stories and just stretches in all these different directions. There are tables where people are reading and there is a, a kind of a front desk and there is a, a human female and she is uh, she's sitting and, and scribbling on something as you kind of all walk forward. I walk up and like put my arm down on the desk. She kind of looks up. Oh, lean down. Hello. Hi. We are here to do some research. And most people are. Yeah, probably, yeah. Well, okay. can I help you find anything or? I think we're all looking for different things. So maybe if you can just point us at least in the general direction that we're going. Um, okay, I can absolutely do that. And then we also have attendants who can find you books if you wish to rent out one of our research rooms. Okay, I'll go first. I need to find naval records. Records. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> Would these naval records be um, a navy non-Western uh, non navy or Western navy? No, Western. Are you an officer in the Western navy? Oh no, uh, it's uh, it's historical research. I see. Do you have uh, written permission to access the archives? It is classified unless you are a member of the Western navy or you have written permission from a commander of the. Well, Western I'm, I'm navy. looking for old records. Records. Fuck. Records. I understand, records. but you, you, you must understand, we do not just open up naval records to public consumption, regardless of their age. Sure, sure. When we have beings who live thousands and thousands of years. That live really? In the world. That old? Um, yeah, yes. She they... gestures to your very elf-like features. <laughs> 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 This is the place. We do have the records here, but they are, again, not for public consumption unless you have written permission from a naval, a, an officer of the Western Navy. And that, at that point, we would only give you the specific uh, files that you have uh, asked for. You are not free to just, you know, browse. Right, right. Well, I'll come back with that then. Okay. I'll go talk to my friend who's an officer in the Western Navy. Great. I want to go around the corner. Uh, use disguise with my hat okay. and also disguise my voice with just the thing that I can do. Because you're an actor. Do you have an uh, actor feature? Yeah, it's, uh, uh, I can mimic <laughs> Oh no, the voice you can perfectly mimic everything. Anyone I've heard, yeah. Um, okay. And I'm going to pretend to be Captain Olivia Ledoux. And I, I'm Fantastic. kind of walking away from the desk like, fuck, what am I... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop her out, pop and I'm out like, around the corner. Oh! I kind I of give gonna, her a look. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to allow this to happen, but I do want to just hear because we haven't played him forever. Can you do Captain Olivia Ledoux's voice? <laughs> well, so I like I like see you French? come I like she's see you come French. around the corner, and because I didn't I don't I think I saw you like go over there, but I also I also know that they did not take the portal, so there's no way that they're also here. Raiden, so I'm just also like, Raiden's just like not right, with you right now. Yeah, um, I'm gonna so, so Raiden <laughs> Raiden has like a smile that he does where it's like just half of his his mouth smiles, okay. and so he's tell. gonna give you he has that. He's got a tell. Yeah. But he knows about it, so he's gonna like be perfect. Give you that smile, so you know it's Raiden. Hello, Captain Olivia Ladue. You sound so it's good. Uh, the, oh. the, yeah, this is for our, us as players' yeah. enjoyment. She, it sounds exactly it like Olivia. Okay. Um, Wait, will you just do Olivia Ladue from your swipe? I see it. Uh, Captain Olivia Ladue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, did you? It is so good to see you. Yes. Did you research the thing I told you to research? No, they won't let me in because ah, you didn't ah. give me the paper. Ah, I forgot to give her the paper. Nice job, Jaden. Come on, come, come, come show her. The woman at the desk doesn't know Olivia Ledoux, but it's like. Hmm? I found, I found oh, her. I found my friend. She's oh. in the, the Western Navy. Hello. Hello. <laughs> she um, starts speaking French. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. Um, oh, this is your uh, an attendant is, or something? Yes, uh, this is my attendant. I asked her to research. Uh, what was it again that you wanted to? Oh, I wanted. You didn't, to, I, I, I wanted to. We, we we wanted to look at all of the records from twenty years ago. Yes, that is right. Whatever year that is, I don't know how time works. Fantastic. Here. Make a a deception check with advantage. All right, I'm really good at this. <laughs> Yeah. I like we're we're in Brayden gets to kinda exercise some skills that he, we, yeah, we haven't yet. Get to do uh, some of that social interaction. Twenty one. She goes you. she goes, um I mean yeah, of course. Um <laughs> I mean yeah. <laughs> just um uh yeah, allow me to just kind of fumbles fumbles around. Um the records are in the um the uh, the western wing of the of the library. Who is doing the research? I will go. Uh, um, I am too you busy, are so busy. Yes. Yes. Uh, you have to go sail and do na navy things. <laughs> really good to see you, though. That is correct. Okay. Good to see you and uh, your friends too. And uh, I'll be sure to uh, make sure that you get a good recommendation. I'm just doing my job, but uh, thank you so much. Yes. Uh, but you're so helpful. So helpful. Thank you. All Where right. Is Raven. Um, here's the key. <laughs> <laughs> we just pointedly ignore that. <laughs> we're just like... Um, here's this, there is the key. Um, you can knock yourself out, I guess. Thank you so much, um, yeah. Can I help any of you? And you kind of yeah. go back around the corner yeah, yeah, and come yeah. back on his right. Yeah. Whoa, what are you done? <laughs> hey, oh, sorry, I was just checking out these books. <laughs> Find um, anything good? Uh, no, not yet. Not exactly what I'm looking for. That's why I'm here now. To of course, of course. Oh, he hello. Um, hello. I would like to research something quite different, so maybe you could help me. Okay. Um, I would like to know if you have a book about the history of the Baron Dog Commonwealth. Oh. That's where I'm from. Of course. I would also like to know um, if you have um, anything on the Schism of the Mages. Ah, yes. Um, both of these would be in the history section in the Eastern Wing, but... Uh, I would specifically look into the section pertaining to wars and conflict for the schism. Um, and then there is just uh, a, a basic uh, history section for the history of various nations where you might be able to find stuff on the Baron Dog Commonwealth. Okay. Um, uh, so just to be clear, this one right now is just going to give you guys directions on where to go. Yeah. And then your investigation mm -hmm. checks are on you. But depending on the specificity of what you ask for, like, I'm going to just say, the DC for finding a book on the history of the Baron Dog Commonwealth is not going to be high. Yeah. It's very, like, it's common yeah. knowledge. Right. But, like, for instance, I don't, I don't know if anyone's going to be doing this, trying to find information on the eight is going to be a lot harder. Push. Because, God damn it. clearly, as we've, as we've showed in the last, in our last game, where they, they have enchanted paintings to not feature them anymore. They're covering, yeah. they're covering their tracks. So... Uh, do do we uh, do we because that was my next one. So do we at this point know that they are like known as that or the Eternals or the whatever? Like, would you get the sense that they are probably just not known? Okay. You would guess probably if you're gonna try to find somebody who knows them, they're either gonna be known from legends and not as truth, or they're gonna the, maybe the closest, the best bet you have at meeting someone who knows about them is someone who's very old. 
like an elf, like an, an elf at the end of their life who maybe like ran into has run into them or or figured that out. But like a human, humans probably aren't going to recognize them as such. Um, but you can certainly ask whatever you'd like, or you guys can just navigate the library on your own. But she's. Does the name um, the Eternals sound familiar at all to you? She goes um, the Eternals, the Eternals. Um, I don't. That's the. No, it does not ring a bell for me. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm but just is curious. This a, what is this? A story or a group of people? Or? Yeah, I think it's a group of people. Sometimes they seem really mythical, though, so sometimes I'm not even sure they're real. <laughs> well, you we, know? Do have, we do have a section dedicated to various myths and legends throughout history, so okay. you could check in that section. Great. Thank you very much. Of course. Um, I think that's sort of all I was looking for right now. Um, but I have a feeling I'll be back. Very good. Um, and what about <laughs> what about you? Can I help you find that? Point you in the direction. Um, yeah, I'd like to research um, the giants, specifically Ragya. Mm, I do not know that name, but uh, we have many books um, detailing the um, <coughs> the decline of the giant people and <coughs> giant culture, as well as notable historical figures in giant culture. So that sounds exactly what I'm looking for. Fantastic. It's just in that direction points you down a, a long line of books. Cool. Um, and would you like to research anything? Yeah, there's uh, there's two things. Should I Ooh. tell you both? Is that how this works? I mean, you can. I'm just in uh, attendance. I... So I'm... <laughs> this is a secret. <laughs> She's like, no, one. <laughs> you get one question. Um, I'd like to look up anything about the goddess Hariri. Oh, yes, we have uh, many religious texts as well as historical texts um, as the gods tend to um, have a foot in both, shall we say. So we have religious texts, different um, holy texts regarding the goddesses and gods, but also historical records about the cataclysm and such. Oh, okay, I guess maybe I'll look at both of those. So that could be the religious section? Religious and religious history, yes. All right. Um, there's, <laughs> there's, something, there's something else. So I was like, how do you, how do you spell religion? <laughs> have, have her friends, like, are they still close or like, is everyone starting to I think you're all, I haven't, I haven't left yet. I think you're all still standing around the desk. She's going to lean in a little bit and uh, hopes that maybe, maybe like they just wouldn't pay attention. Like, do you have like a section on like cults? Like I'm trying to find out information about a cult called the Nightingales. Do I hear her say this? Make a perception check. Are you trying to be That's stealthy? That's not a 20. Yeah. Make a stealth check. <laughs> 19. 19 perception. So 19. Uh, so we're going to re-roll because you tied. Right. It's a roll off. It's a 3. 21. <laughs> yeah, you do hear her say that. <laughs> okay, could you say it again? <laughs> <laughs> She's just asking, um, do you have anything, any books on cults? I'm trying to do some research on a cult called the Nightingales. Um, she goes, I do not, again, sorry, recognize that name, but we do have a section in religion dedicated to cults. All right. Have I ever heard of that? The Nightingales? Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. So let's just, and if Layla has a question, we'll, we'll hold her in. So you guys are going off into the library. Uh, bear with me, because this is going to get specific as we kind of go. Uh, does anyone want to go first? So can I, can I look for an attendant to help me? Yeah, you want the attendant to... Yeah. Okay, so you're kind of walking around and you and see... And then read the books. Me? Do, you, do, you, do I want the attendant? You see, you see there is a ma there is a, a mage, a young... Looks like he's like maybe 13, with like this... Um, 
labor. He's 13? Yeah. Can I look for another attendant? <laughs> well, let, me, let me finish. Because he's sitting here and he's reading a book and, and he's um, very like studious. He's got lots of freckles and, and bright red hair. It's Ron Weasley. Uh, no, it's, it's just he's, he's, he looks really, really kind of cute. He's got a, got a boyish, boyish face. And he's dressed in kind of modest clothes, and he's reading this book while simultaneously like waving his fingers around and reshelving a bunch of other books without having to look. Jesus, okay. That just he hits me like right, right where That's it... some magic shit, yep. motherfucker. <laughs> You're gonna walk up to him? Yeah. Hello. Hi, um, I'm, I'm sorry, can I ask for your help? Absolutely. Um, what can I help you with? Well, there's a couple things I'm trying to look for, and I'm not really good at that. Um, so I don't, do you have time? That's literally my whole job. So let's okay. just um, finish shelving the books with, his, with a wave of his fingers. What can I help you with? Um, so I'm trying to look up uh, like history about the goddess Harari and then maybe All information right. about the cataclysm. All right. Um, if you don't mind uh, waiting, uh, he kind of leads you to like a comfortable armchair with like a little table that kind of slot, like can kind of rotate in front of you so you can kind of read. Um, I'll go gather some books that I think might be pertinent. Oh, okay. Do you want me to tell you the other thing too, so you don't have to make oh, multiple trips? Oh, of course. Trips? Yes. Thirteen-year-old. <laughs> um, I'm Just, also yeah trying to find out any any information about a cult that's called the Nightingales. The Nightingales. All right. Um, so books pertaining to Harari. Mm-hmm. Um, and her particular. Sorry, say it again. Her history. So yeah, stuff about like her, and then stuff about her involvement mm -hmm. with the Cataclysm. Um, and then anything about a cult called the Nightingales. All right, I'll do my absolute best. And, um, I'm sorry, what was your name? My name's Edward. Edward. Hi, Edward. I'm oh. Thora. Nice to meet you, Thora. <laughs> nice to meet you, too. <laughs> uh, I'll, just, um, I'll just go and grab those books. One moment. And okay, scurries thanks, off. Edward. Uh, about ten minutes pass, and he comes back um, with five books. Um, Thor's overwhelmed. <laughs> he goes, this is not, I don't really know if this would be useful. It, uh, I don't know how much you were looking to learn about Harari, if you're a beginner or not. But um, that's just like a basic guide to a lot of the major uh, triu of the, of the world, um, including Harari. Um, this is a book pertaining to um, Harari's um, beginnings as a, um, as a villain in most, most mythology, and then her turn, um, and then her role in the Cataclysm and the forming of the Regard. This is the third book, just detailing um, famous Rygard throughout history. Um, this is a fourth book, detailing um, specific iterations of Harari and uh, moments that she seems to have interfered with mortal affairs. And then I couldn't find anything on any uh, cult called the Nightingales, but I did find this book called Assorted Cults. Um, so, <laughs> so there might be something in there for the thing you're looking for. It is in alphabetical order. Thanks, Edward. Absolutely. Um, do, I, do I, like, tip you now, or...? No, don't tip me. Um, <laughs> I'm not allowed to accept tips. But I, uh, if you do need anything, and he, he uh, kind of waves his hand and conjures a little feather, um, just um, say my name into that feather, and I will come and find you and find more books for you oh, if you need me. fucking dope. Thanks, Edward. All right. So cool. And he, he scurries away to continue his work. I was expecting him to be like, and here's a book on Nightingale's the bird. <laughs> <laughs> on a bird called the Nightingale. They're dope. Um, Does that help? <laughs> Uh, okay, so you crack open these books. Mm -hmm. um, just, you don't have to make a roll to investigate at all, so I can just tell you what's in these books as you read them. Are you just reading them, or are you browsing, or can what are you doing? Read? Um, <laughs> or it can read. She yeah. can read. She's just slower. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I, I think she probably would, would pay, I, I, like, I think she would skim through 
like kind of like the the first and the fourth one um i think she would pay close attention to like the beginning of her and like with the cataclysm um i think she would keep an eye on like famous rye regarded history and then i think she'd pay the most attention to the cult book okay so let's talk about Harari for a little bit, shall we? Mm -hmm. um, as has been said, Harari got her start as a uh, a god of the storm, um, but she was at first um, not technically evil, but significantly more neutral. She's one of the few daughters of Deli and Anor, so she is a daughter of law and chaos. So she has neither good nor evil influencing her. She's um, law and uh, the polar opposites of the of the Leonie rarely ever had children with each other with each other. So, what's up, man? <laughs> I'm just burping a lot. Uh, dying. <laughs> so just dying. Yeah, the gods pertaining to law and chaos rarely ever had kids. They're diametrically opposed. But they Both. do also, I guess, maybe like hate fuck? I don't know. Um, but they did have a few daughters and sons, one of which was Harairi. So she was completely neutral and just a perfect balance of law and chaos, a uh, storm. Um, and didn't really seem to have any qualms about who she hurt or what she did. Um, as far as you can tell, she was a bad guy in a lot of myths. Um, she fought um, Pharaoh a lot. Uh, Pharaoh is the god of the sea, another triu. Um, another one of the children of Anor and Deli. So they're siblings. Mm -hmm. And they would get in constant fights um, back and forth with each other. Yeah, she was just constantly in, at, at odds with Pharaoh and uh, Fyane. You've actually heard Fyane. Fyane is the god of just nature. Um, all three of them are children of Anor and Deli. Um, Pharaoh and Fyane are actually um, twins. But oh. um, she... Um, eventually came to a much kind of greater understanding of the world around her. And while she is at her core, still that balance of law and chaos in the stories, she began to display a softer streak after she fell in love with a sailor. What? It's interesting. Keep going. Yeah. It's lovely. After she fell in love with a sailor from afar, as most gods do, um, and began to alter her, like her, her raging storms to accommodate him and his, journeys um what was his name uh, his name is lost to time but through kind of watching him and how he interacted with uh individuals she became a lot more fond of mortals than Fyane or pharaoh both of whom are renowned for not giving two flying fucks about people like they like having worshipers and they like having you know people who are devoted to them who carry out their their ways through the world but they are not going Fyane's not going to not let a jaguar eat you like, Fine's gonna be like, fuck you, man, you're with a jaguar. What were you, What do you expect? Um, she started to alter things, which kind of caught her some flack from her siblings. Um, you get a sense also just, this is kind of a tangent, but most of the forces of nature are the children of Deli and Anor. Perfect balances of law and chaos, um, with neither good nor evil factoring in. It was uh, when this unnamed sailor perished, of old age, that she created the first Rhyregard um, and gifted her a Pegasi to shuttle the man's spirit to the Silver Halls of Eternia. And then continued to make um, the, the, the Rhyregard to aid in the shuttling of spirits oh. to, to the <laughs> Halls of Eternia, bless you, for, for 
individuals who had caught her eye. She eventually stopped doing this because Boss was like, that's my fucking turf, yo, step off. But she continued the Rye Regard to protect and to um, serve as a living embodiment of a storm while also containing that mortal compassion that she had grown to love so much. She um. still remains a, a perfect balance of law and chaos. Her servants generally will never pray to the storm for the storm to cease or to show them mercy um, as they understand that she is a goddess and far beyond things like that, but she is known in the past for having compassion for certain mortals. Um, did they name the first Rye Regard? No, again, lost the time. It was like a first stage kind of thing. She's depicted a lot in different, a lot of different forms. She's depicted as just an endless swirling storm, which most people believe to be her true form. You get the sense reading about the gods in that kind of first book that's kind of general is that gods in this world have avatar forms that people can comprehend and then their true forms which are abstract and strange um, they are beyond a kind of mortal form so she's depicted sometimes as just a storm with a face in it um, very mufasa-esque she's depicted more often than not as a powerful warrior with a um a hammer with a very long um handle um and usually either a short sword or a shield She's depicted a couple of times, specifically in battle, as having six arms, each of them holding a different weapon. And she's usually depicted as having like a dark, dark skin and then usually like bright white blue hair like lightning. Cool. Uh, and she rides a, uh, an eight-legged pegasus into battle. Eight-legged? spider kisses. Uh, named Vermithor. Um, and he is depicted out of battle with having uh, four legs and one set of wings. In battle, he has eight legs and two sets of wings. Like this gigantic Jesus. war beast. Super dope, jet black, so rad. The same kind of lightning eyes. Yeah, she's, depict, uh, she's described as participating heavily in the battle of the Cataclysm. There's a really cool painting in this, in this, uh, in this book of the, of the Cataclysm and her, it looks like she is flying not only with a horde of what looks to be like a thousand Rye Regard behind her, but there also seem to be lightning breathing dragons behind her flying in the cataclysm oh. um and other strange like there's some air elementals in there and some water elementals like swimming in the water below them like it looks like that their main battle you've actually seen a, a fresca of this the uh, the battle in the sky where the bodies fell like rain yeah uh, is kind of the long-winded uh term for the battle um where she fought a like a demon devil prince um and uh smote him and uh Painted the ground black with his blood. Um, she's super dope. She very much, you get the vibe just kind of reading all these books. She is, she is a blend of, of, of law and chaos. She is more benevolent than most nature gods and goddesses, but is still a nature god and goddess. Um, and the people who worship and venerate her tend to value strength and honor but aren't like some gods who will constantly be pranked their goddess for aid. Mm -hmm. God, uh, the clerics and paladins of Harairi recognize that she's probably not going to reach down and give you a hand unless mm -hmm. you're one of her very few chosen. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of all you kind of get on Harairi. Um, <laughs> that's all. In Rai regard. <laughs> um, uh, you, there is one tiny section in the Book of Cults about the Nightingales. Uh -huh. um, 
it, this book seems to be a accounting that is currently being worked on. Like people are cracking it open and filling in things like a, a tome keeper of some kind. Okay. This one looks like it was uh, filled in um, about five years ago, maybe. And it says the Nightingales. And it just says, strange new cult appearing on the horizon. Not much known. Not sure if they have a goal or a purpose in mind. Currently, a group with high veneration of an individual named Caleb. Unknown if this will escalate. Uh, the next paragraph below says, involved in high levels of violence on the southern continent, number of enforcers with high levels of strength and arcane talent, seemingly butchering whoever Caleb wishes them to. Men, women, and children killed. No survivors in the villages they have visited. And then a note that says, I no longer, I no longer believe this cult to be in existence or its leader to be alive. Nothing has been heard. And this, was this last, when, when, can I tell them This last entry this? was entered about, um, about a year ago. Would I have known, like, a, a common, this is, this is something we didn't set, so would I have known, like, a, a common meeting place, like, of the Nightingales? Like, is that something I would have known? No, you guys were kind of like a traveling band. Is, like, the symbol of of the nightingales in this entry at all yeah it's the flying bird with the three stars yeah okay i was just wondering because if mm -hmm. it wasn't written down i would like try to draw it yeah the flying bird with the three stars okay that's everything for you mm -hmm. who would like to go next with their books i will look at my books you're gonna go into your, your records yep okay so basically you are looking for evidence of her right <sighs> yes i am trying to figure out what the fuck happened 20 years ago that made her... Cool, make an investigation check. You you walk over to the back and you see there is a... Is anyone here? Uh, th there don't seem to be attendants inside here because it's naval records and only military personnel are allowed inside. Okay. Um, you kind of are, to access it, you kind of go into this other room that's completely blocked off. There are no windows. There's just a, a lone door that says naval records. Um, and you uh, show the guard the key and the little token that denotes that you have permission to access it. He opens the door for for you and allows you in. And uh, and you walk in, so you can make an investigation check. Uh, not terrible. 15. 15? Okay. <laughs> um, you definitely find some information. Um, so tell me specifically, so you're looking on, are you looking for a why? Are you looking for a where is she now? Are you looking for... Um. Both, I guess, yeah. Any just a, any mention of her, like I guess I kind of want to start from the beginning and be like, because I feel like it would be in their records that like we accomplished this huge, huge bust essentially of pirates, and here's what happened. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah. So you start, and then like what happened so to her you, after that? Yeah. So you find it's not hard to find the general time that you think this would these records would be because they're just kept in order of dates. Mm -hmm. These go back way back, but you don't have to go that far back to find you because it was only about a few decades ago. Yeah. Um, so you do find some mentions of Zanash, uh, Vornar, um, usually in conjunction with your name and all of your friends' names, and all of the shit y'all got into, mm -hmm. um, various raids and ships that you took. You kind of almost nostalgically read through kind of this little golden age of piracy that you and I'm your like, clan had. Aw. Yeah, like oh, I remember when we did that. Great times. Um, and then you find a note about twenty-ish years ago. Actually, no, I'm sorry, it's about twenty-five years ago. 
which is marked as um, Zanash Vornar uh, gained as new informant and contact within the pirate, within like the pirate community. Like five years before. Mm-hmm. You find a slew of different information that seems pretty, it just seems to be personal information that she's giving out about people's like weaknesses and strengths. Does it say like how they got in contact with her? Like, like why, like when There's she just came a note that says leverage found. <laughs> um, most of the stuff in here you find is actually stuff that um, the pirates stole being reclaimed by the Navy because uh, Zanash told them where it was going or where it was. So like loot being reclaimed by the Navy. You do find that some of that loot maybe didn't belong to the Navy, but they reclaimed it oh. and claimed it as their own. Oh. And then about 20 years ago, there's records for deal made with oh Zanash Vornar. There is a marker for an official requisition of Western citizenship, citizenship for one Avery Jace. Uh, there is a note for, and then you read a bunch of notes basically detailing the slaughter and capture of almost all of your friends and the basic exodus of the pirate community to Fathom. And the last piece that you find while doing your research today is you find details of crews, like the specific crews that went out on ships during the great purge of the pirate community. Like a list of all the men and women who were serving on each ship. Mm -hmm. And you kind of are surveying these men and women. Like the ones who went out and, and the, captured the, pirates. The names of the men and women who went out and fought and captured and killed pirates for the Western Navy. And then the crews, um, the accounting made after the pirate purge when everyone returned home in Swan Hill and were processed. Significantly fewer numbers because the pirates killed a bunch of them. But there is one name on this second list that is not on the outgoing list, and that name is Avery Jace. Okay. And that is the last thing you find. Can, can I, since I'm in this room, like, is there anyone else in this room? There's no one in here right now. Okay. Can I look at more recent records? More recent records, yeah. Looking like for from what? the past year, Avery Jace. For just looking for the name looking Avery Jace. Looking for the Jace. name Avery Jace. Yes, go for it. Make an investigation check. 11. You don't find a single mention of Avery Jace. Yeah. Who wants to go next? Team up. <laughs> Team up. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'll go. Okay, so what are you looking for? You're looking for giants and Ragia specifically? Yeah. The, the, Do you want to look the three giants that I'm supposed to? I was just gonna ask. Are you looking also for those names as well? Yeah, those are the those them and Ragia. Make a good old investigation, Chizak. Uh, twenty-two. Good lord. Yeah. Good roll. Okay. Fuck. Tell you everything. Okay, so um, you read a bunch of stuff. You read some books on giant history. It appears that since the dawn of time, giants have just been having a really fucking hard time and yeah. their population is constantly declining. There seems to be a sort of structure built into giant society called the Ordning, which basically denotes which giants are better than other giants and giants are expected to stick to this structure. Hmm. It's usually based on a broader sense around species of giant, the highest of which being the storm giants, the lowest of which being the hill giants, and then fire, cloud, stone, all of those kind of being in different areas in between. This ordining is based on a lot of things, but more often, more than, more than anything, it's based on apparently a divine rhetoric set down by a giant god without a name. Yeah, you, it's, how empathetic is Raiden? Empathetic? Yeah, how empathetic is he? Check your stats for empathy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Roll for empathy. Make it an empathy roll. <laughs> uh, I think... 
just based on his past and his upbringing and uh-huh i think that he was empathetic at one point but i think that he's he's become less and less so okay as the stuff with thor has happened i think he has less trust for people and less less of a willingness to look on the other side yeah, of things less and, willingness okay. to open himself up okay stuff like that um, so you don't, you're not hugely moved by this, but I will say you do notice, like, for beings that just kind of, when you say, like, kind of mention them, strike kind of an awe and a fear in you, these guys have a very sad history mm. of just, like, lots of warring and genocide and loss. Ragya is a recent name, and she is, she is described as a self-styled thundering queen. Hmm. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Same, me too. Um, <laughs> from now on. <laughs> it appears that Ragya just wanted to dismantle the Ordning and let all giants earn their place in giant society based upon their merit and not some predestined right. rule system. Mm. Now, all of the giants lower on the Ordning, not all, but a large number of them, specifically like Fire, Cloud, Frost, like those guys, were some of them were very into this idea. The individuals who were gaining a lot of power and influence from the Ordning were not so favorable with this idea. And Ragya was unceremoniously murdered during a peace, peace summit by another storm giant named Reika. And that's all you hear of her. She's dead in the book. Like, that, and she was killed. I'm gonna, like, think in my head, like, talking to Ragya, like, ha. Uh, you hear, like, <laughs> I'm saying, ha. Uh, you, you hear some thunder up in the sky, and like some people kind of like look up, like it was really nice out for a second and everyone just heard like a faint thunderclap. You also find the three people that you're supposed to be going and looking oh, yeah. for. Good God. So we'll start with Oblako Nebova. Oblako Nebova. In the uh, hovering city. In the hovering city of Dvoris Vysoki. Dvoris Vysoki. Which hovers above the okay. Black Valley of Mraith. Uh, you would know Mraith. just from historically, Mraith is the Black Kingdom where long ago Olak um, and his forces burst from under the earth and began their conquest during the Cataclysm. Uh. No one knows how Oblako Nebova acquired a floating city or how the fuck it floats. But he has it. I bet magic. But he has it. It's probably some kind of magic. <laughs> um, In this world? Just a really strong wind underneath. For the 300 years that he has been alive, he has been considered the richest giant in the world. <laughs> having amassed the greatest amount of wealth as well as inheriting the greatest amount of wealth from his family. Uh, he is, uh, from what you read, a lover of influence and kind of like intrigue and like courtly, like he loves like courtly drama and he likes intelligent conversation, that kind of thing. What kind of giant is he? He is a cloud giant. The next one you get is Zavera Zavera. Zavera, 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 Everyone's dancing. She is. She is a great, a greatly feared frost giant chieftainess who lives in the pallid wastes in a glacial palace. She is renowned as a tamer of white dragons and a incredibly dangerous, strong warrior. There's not a lot on her. You get the sense that she is probably just like a barbarian queen who lives out in the frozen tundra and just like kicks ass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, can, can, can I get the order of the ordning? Yeah, of course. Let me pull it up. That? Um, I think that'd be good leverage. 
This is my favorite thing about D&D is like you can take, sh you make shit up, your own shit up, but then you read stuff. Like the ordning is just from like official D&D like lore about giants and it's so dope and interesting. I was like, I gotta, gotta put that shit in there. <laughs> that shit's dope as fuck. Um, okay. Storm giants are the highest in the ordning, followed by cloud giants and then fire giants, frost giants, stone giants, and uh, hill giants. And then anything that's considered a giant kin, like Fomorians, Etans, and Ogres. Okay, so yeah, that's the ordning. Um, so we have a frost giant. You do. And a <laughs> cloud giant. And then uh, Pojif, twin shield. A fire giant chieftainess. And the most celebrated military mind of all the giants. Um, she's said to move around a lot more than other giants. And there is a notation in the margin that says she. it is believed she currently is dwelling in the recently erupted Flare Isle Archipelago. Yeah, like a brilliant military mind. Um, I will say in the histories, none of these three were allied with Ragya the first time Ragya tried to go through with her plan. And you get the sense that not only her, but all of her supporters got fucking red weddinged at this oh, like, peace summit by Reika and you would assume whoever follows Reika. Woof. You get the sense that she's definitely trying to drum up new followers, and she did mention to you, I think, that these guys are, like, very influential people, like, that if she can get these people on their side, that it'll mean a lot to a lot of giants. Yeah, is there anything else that you want to look for? You rolled really high, so I'll, I'll let you ask a couple questions, and I'll answer okay. them. Uh, can I see the names of the giants that were following Rekha? Uh, no, they're not mentioned. Okay. Um... You can also get the sense from, like, you found, you have found a book. You get the sense that there aren't a lot of people who have been able to record the history of the giants uh -huh. because the giants either kill them or don't allow them near them. Can I, and I don't know if Doxy will look this up too, but look at the <coughs> history between dragons and giants? Yeah. It seems that giants and dragons throughout history here in the world of Vale have a contentious relationship, but you don't really read anything about like a genocide like Ragya mentioned. Nothing in the history books. But you do read that they've always had a contentious relationship, specifically Chromatic dragons and giants have very contentious relationships. And, I mean, metallic dragons don't get along with them very well either. Especially the more violent, um, more violent inclined giants and metallic dragons don't get along very well. But yeah, again, no mention of that genocide. Anything else? I'll give you one more question if you would like it. I got all the information about Ragya. There isn't anything else. That's pretty much all the information that you have. Oh, I, uh, she's a... Uh, um, in, in her time, she was renowned as, like, being very talented magically. Like, she had a deep, deep understanding of arcane magic that most giants... Which actually lines up, because she's somehow powerful enough to give you magical powers. Yeah. Yeah. You get the sense that that did not earn her a lot of favors with giants. The giants maybe don't like arcane magic that much. Any other... One, one more question, if you've got it? Where was Ragya killed? Uh, there's not a specific name for it, but it, it was it was listed as her um, at a, a, the Coral Palace, which was a, a meeting place of sorts for uh, storm giants. Um, okay, so now we're going to what 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 Winnie? What 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 Winnie has some questions. Okay, so I'm gonna roll. Um, so that'd be a ten total, and I'm specifically looking for. Damn. <laughs> yeah, she's got an investigation. eight investigation, <laughs> and she also knows how to navigate libraries. So I think narratively speaking. That makes sense. Like she's she's like mm -hmm. a really you know what I mean. So I'm specifically looking for like when he's been pretty hung up on that thing that um what's his face said to her. Gosh darn it, it was so long ago. Talbot. No, I thought I thought it was Emmy's owner. 
Hero. Uh, hero, who said, like, your people... Oh, your people are, like, really good at waging, like, waging war? Yeah. yeah. Um, you're kind of figured out a lot of ways to wage war. Yes. Because he had a What game. I wrote down in my notes was, Winnie knows this, but has never heard it said that way. Hmm. So I think I wanted to know, just, like, like, maybe review real quick, like, the history... Gotcha. Of, like, my country, my na- my... <laughs> The nation, the nation, the nation. My nation's, yeah, involvement in like wars, not necessarily just wars that were like in the Baron Dog Commonwealth or something, but like their involvement in like exporting their, like, right. you know, their okay. shit to like help other war efforts ahead, Perfect. kind of. Do you want to start there with yeah. Baron Dog and then we'll go on to the next subject? Yeah. Okay, so let's just talk about the Baron Dog Commonwealth. Some of this you know, but I'm just going to do a general overview of the Baron Dog Commonwealth and its history because it didn't, you got a 10, so you're going to get a pretty average yeah, amount of stuff, but you're still going to get some stuff. Baron Dog Commonwealth is currently the largest country in the entire world. It is a democratic republic built and governed by gnomes. And yet they're so tiny. It is a sprawling country comprised of nine states. Here are their very silly fun names. Boggen. Loggen. Trentadoggen. Loffin, Poffin, Coffin, Joffin, and Snill. I like Snill. And the capital city, Gimlin which is large and populous enough to be considered a city-state, which is where you are from. Um, each state has elected representatives that attend meetings of governance and great import in the capital city of Gimlin. The Gnomic Senate is comprised of these individuals, moderated and kept in order by a first senator. There's also different councils that report to the Senate, the Council of War, Council of Agriculture, the Council of Foreign Affairs, the Council of Technological Progress, and the Council of Scientific Progress, and the Council of Pro uh, Finance. There's also a high gnome that's uh, elected in case of war, but that's never happened because Baron Dog has never gone to war with another nation. Gnomes have long since abandoned magic as an archaic practice using alchemy and um, a few magical practices. Most of them have not endured. Um, they place a much higher value on the sciences. This has resulted in a society where magic is rare, but the, technologi the technological... Excuse me, I'm so burpy today. <laughs> But the technological progress is greater than any other nation. Yeah, like there are amazing advances in irrigation, automated watering systems. The majority of soldiers and guards now are automated clockwork soldiers created by your family. To diminish the loss of gnome life, very recently there has been a, a train line that has been built that connects all of the states together that allows gnomes, gnomes to cover great distance faster. That was uh, dreamt up, invented, designed, and created by my your sister. little sister. God damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, as well as um, there are fleets of sky ships and naval ships um, that do not need to use the ocean to fly. Um, the motto of Baron Dog Commonwealth in Gnomish is Flam Tam Hecate Va. Yeah. Uh, which in Old Gnomish means strive for more. Yeah, he told me. For a gnome, perfection is that great unattainable goal. Something can always be improved, even if it works exactly as it was meant to. Um, so that's kind of the basic summary of Baron Dog Commonwealth. The basic idea, the things that you would know is people look at the Baron Dog Commonwealth and go, an airship? I'd want that. And so com countries will purchase things from the Baron Dog Commonwealth, purchase them from individual private contractors like your family, and buy airships and buy clockwork guards and soldiers. Um, and as they are always striving for more and more excellence, gnomes continue to create um, new and new things. A, a very early prototype, you've been seeing hero-wield, some sort of pistol. 
Like they, they are always striving for more. And when the highest demand from most countries is ways to police and ways to wage war and ways to maintain power, a lot of the stuff that they're going to end up purchasing from the Berenbach Commonwealth are going to be clockwork guards and new weapons of war and skyships and stuff like that. Is my family like mentioned in the book? Other um, than my little sister with that train line? Um, your family is mentioned quite a bit near the end. Uh, as they are like uh, coming up to oh. more modern times um, because they are arguably the most influential family in a very, very long time in the Baron Dog Commonwealth. The Silsbrocket name is known throughout the land. Um, your dad and mom for their um, technological advancements, both uh, Edwina and Humphrey, have made great, great strides. Um, but the family, is it is described, there is one very glaring omission not included in this uh, in this book about your family. You? Um, you do not find any mention of yourself except for one throwaway line where they detail every member of the family, in which it is it is listed as the Silsprockets, Edwina, Humphrey, Florence, Tippletoe, Lufalu, and the other and their other daughter, uh, Winifred Waywocket, Namfoodle Silsprocket. Also, you I don't know if you've ever put this together. But your sister's middle name is Tippletoe. I just heard you say that and I like freaked out and I was like, I didn't hear him say that. Wait, <laughs> so I'm... Who's, who's Tippletoe? Tippletoe, Tippletoe, is the, Tippletoe Hagelhall is one of the eight. But yeah, the, there is a whole series of paragraphs dedicated to your sister and her genius. Yep. Florence Tippletoe Lufalu uh, Silsprocket is uh, considered one of the greatest, if not the greatest mind in all of the Baron Dog Commonwealth's history and believed to be the individual that will like springboard the nation into into the future and into a glorious new age of invention and prosperity. Your little sister is Tony Stark. Yeah, essentially. I, yeah I, I got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you don't find more than that. Okay. Well, that's, oh. yeah, that's pretty much what I expected. <laughs> yes, pretty much what I expected. So you said Baron Dog has never gone to war with another nation, Correct. which I probably knew, although Ali probably forgot. But did, is there any mention of like what their relationships are like with other countries now? Like, is it still just like and very, they're very at good. peace with everybody? They're at peace with everybody. Great, because they sell weapons to everybody. <laughs> yep. Next um, subject. Yeah, let's see. Let's do the schism of the mages. Fucking rad. Slash. I love Lore Day. Yeah, Lore Day's <laughs> great. I'm obsessed. But also Ball Day. Fuck me, that's a natural what? one. Come on, fuck. A, na a natural one on the Schism of the Mages? Yes. This dice sucks today. Okay. Um, nice jail. Okay, what? Okay, go ahead. I'm going to say you don't find anything on the Schism of the Mages that you don't already know that we have not already talked about. Okay, what if I put that book down and pick up another one and specifically look for Isolde and her people? Yeah, okay, here's how we'll play this. I'll allow you to go ask an attendant because I don't like the idea of rolling again because you failed the first time. Yeah, I, I, that's fair. So I will allow you to go and get ask an attendant to find a book for you, if you would like. But you're a bit you're relying on their role. Okay. You want to do that? Yeah, but I can still go look for my other one. You can absolutely go. So do you want to go look for your other stuff now, yeah, or do you want to get the attendant? Is uh, the Eternals? So like the eight. And, yeah. The, sorry. Yeah. The, the eight, eight or the Eternals? There's a bunch of different. Yeah. Ones. And and the librarian lady mentioned like maybe the myths section or whatever. But um, so I'm just gonna. Look at that. Okay. That's an 18. You have all of their names, correct? Yeah, I do. Just need to find it. So the hard thing for me about trying to track someone who you believe may have lived through the entirety of all time is figuring out where the fuck to look. So what I'm going to say, unless you have a different pitch for me, which I would love to hear, <laughs> is you go by name 
and I can give you information about them because they are all listed as people who lived during the end of the first age. Okay, I'm gonna look at Tippy first. Okay. Tibbletoe Hagglehall is uh, mentioned as a, uh, a gnome ranger. You actually find this interesting. This is before gnomes went south and formed the Barren Dog Commonwealth. This is when they lived almost whole cloth on the northern continent and were colloquially called forest gnomes. And they were much more in tune with nature before they gave up magic and, and went into technology. These are all ancient accounts, 16,000 years old, from the end of the first age around when death was given, when, when a mortal life was given to the races. The begin, end of the first age, beginning of the second. All of, you find records of all of these people because all of them were making names for themselves in the first age and had some level of importance. Tibbletoe Hagelhall in this account is considered by the author at least, to be the greatest monster hunter of, the, of all time. She has the nickname the Huntress of High Hill. She is said in this account to have killed a drake who spanned the length of five kingdoms. You don't know what that means. It's really long. <laughs> Started from the bottom now right here. Uh, she's, described, she's described as having uh, dark brown skin. You weren't, you weren't here for this, but um, uh, Pim and Doc saw a picture of who they believed to be Tippletoe Hagglehall. In the picture they saw, she had white vine-like tattoos on her arms that kind of contrasted against her dark brown skin. She's not marked as having those in this account. So she might, must have gotten them long after this account was made, took place. She's described as having just a, I wrote Afro. I don't know what the medieval term of that would be of dark black curly hair. <laughs> and she's known for wearing spectacles. She wore little hunter glasses. Adorable. That's all you find on Tippletoe. Oh, and there's a little note. Known, uh, known to her friends friends as Tippy. It's impossible for gnomes to not be cute. Does it, I know, does it uh, <laughs> mention anything about where her, her like whereabouts or where she's settled? Or is it just kind of like she's out and about? Yeah, she's mentioned as, um, again, these are old accounts, so a lot of stuff is lost. But she is marked as, uh, she is described as living in the Moorwood and spending a lot of her time in the Moorwood, um, but having an affinity for the uh, tree city of Antani. Okay. Who next? I can just go down the line if you'd like, unless you want to do them in a specific order to you. No, maybe Burke, since I just know who he is. Yeah. Burke is um, the first cleric of time. Jesus Christ. Uh, considered a cunning warrior, healer, and craftsman, a student of the forge. Uh, it is said, amongst those who know him, that Tyne kidnapped him as a child or found him as a child, the, like you can't really quite read the translation very well, like took him as a child and raised him in her godly forge. Whoa! Um, and as often as he is called the first cleric of Tyne, he is also colloquially sometimes called son of Tyne or Tyne's son. Uh, described as wearing lots of leather and metal, wielding a hammer. Hot. He's super hot. He's super hot. Uh, taller, <laughs> uh, considered as a, one of the a taller. stops. One of a taller, <laughs> a kind of taller dwarf. Um, always has had a streak of silver in his dark hair since he came back as a child from Tyne's Forge. But basically there is like, there is an equivalent of like, this author, <laughs> this author asked for comment from Burke and he refused to speak to me. Like basically <laughs> it was Burke's version of like no comment. Yeah. So he's, that's kind of the reason he's written down in this, these old tomes is as being the, the first cleric of, of time. Who next? Might as well be. Uh, uh, Mi Micah. 
Micah Stout. Uh, Micah Stout, um, considered uh, one of the greatest swordsmen of all time, earned the nickname Stout for his prodigious strength and tenacity in all things. Uh, considered incredibly handsome and charming. I'll say. With an easy smile. I'll say. When Confirmed. he's got a big crush on Micah. <laughs> uh, leaner, muscular physique. He's um, like, I just can't date you. The age difference, it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Considered incredibly affable. Uh, he is renowned for a year that he spent in his life where he went to every one of the Barrow kingdoms in Auster uh, and drank each of their kings and queens under the table. Just nice. for fun. <laughs> the kind of vibe that, you, uh, that Winnie is kind of getting and that hopefully it's coming across in, in the story is these guys are like, they feel almost mythic. Yeah. Like their pursuits and their stories sound like legends. Who next? Uh, Valoria. Valoria is not mentioned. She's not in this tome. Okay. Uh, Amari. Amari. Amari Camden, a knight sworn to the ideals of justice, peace, and devotion. Paladin. Paladin. He is another child raised by gods. There is a myth about him that the author of this tome declines to believe is true. That he is actually the son of Deli and Ith. That he is the son of the god of law and the so and the and the, the god of good. The author does not believe uh. this because if he was, then he would be a triu. He would be a god because that is the myth. But he does concede that both Ith and Deli were obsessed with Amadi from a very young age and pushed him to become a hero and to train himself to fight evil and monsters and and darkness. He is known for wielding a sword named Valor, uh, crafted by, um, uh, it just says, a friend. Oh. And wears great plate armor that is noted would break the back of any lesser man, but was enchanted, again, by a friend, hmm. to feel light as paper. Strong, solemn, dark skin, darker hair, with a matching beard. Human. BT devs. Can do Adri? Telenoff? Yeah. Let's just do Adri Sierra Obeck. Okay. Adri Telenoff, commonly believed to be the first druid. Um, by, the, uh, by the arrival of death, oh, also commonly believed to be one of the first elves. Believed to be around 900 by the time of death's birth, which is the historical religious time when Bas descended upon the world and gave the mortal races of the world their mortality. It said, you're all going to die at some point. Boom. Yeah, considered the first druid of all time. Um, and the first teacher of druidic practices. Commonly believed to be a lover of Fyane at some point, who is the god of nature. Ooh. Noted as being generally a voice of neutrality and a renowned healer, shapeshifter, and seer. The author notes that um, based on his calculations, Adri Telenoth might be the most powerful mortal to ever exist. Considered an elegant female high elf. Female is in quotations, because again, all, all elves choose their... Um, there's a very specific kind of ceremony with gender and stuff. Considered female. Uh, there's a notation basically that says that um, intruders in the Moorwood who wish upon it harm will probably be eaten by her. Holy shit. As she spends a, a large portion of her time in her wild shape forms. Described as tall and lean with sharp cheekbones and short dark hair pushed up and out of her face. In the painting that Pym found also, Adri also had vine-like tattoos on her pale skin that were dark brown. It, she is not marked as knowing this, as, as having these in this tone. It is said that most of the wood elves in the Moorwood just straight up refer to her as a goddess. 
and that is the last you hear. She seems the most like mythic and kind of scary, and sounds she sounds very powerful just from her description. Sierra Rochon. Uh, the last name is circled, and then there's a little notation by it that says self-stylized, like she might have given herself that last name. Mm. Uh, she is described as Earth Genasi and a barbarian, <coughs> an incredibly accomplished warrior and combatant who slips into a strange, calm, zen-like rage during her battle, which seems kind of antithetical to you. The author seems very taken with her and definitely refers to her as the most beautiful woman he's ever seen. And Burke said that too. Or that she was like really self, like into her self-image. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, described as having skin like marble and uh, short pale hair. He gets a little like, oh my god, and her hair and her curves. <laughs> yeah. and her, uh, uh, apparently very tall, very, very tall, and very, like just curves for days is how he basically describes her. More poetic. Um, days with a Z. <laughs> days! Uh, and that's all you get with Sierra. Oh no, there is also a mention of a time that she hit a pit fiend so hard with a hammer that it flew into the mountain, and now that mountain isn't there anymore. <laughs> and then Ovak. Ovak is a orc monk from the Pallid Waste, commonly seen with Amadi Camden. And there's a little notation that says, Companions? She is described as being a few inches over six feet tall with dark green skin and long dark green hair. She's described as being incredibly toned and fucking muscular as hell. She is described as usually never wearing shoes and never fighting with a weapon. She is said to have fought 50 heavily armed men and walked away without a scratch. And all of all 50 of those heavily armed men were incredibly dead by the time she was done. <laughs> and an incredibly accomplished warrior. Also uh, described as almost terrifyingly fast. Mm -hmm. And there you go. Hello everyone, this is Caitlin. I play Dr. Doxy. Thank you so much for listening to the 36th episode of Adventures in Questing. Wow, this was a lore drop episode, definitely, so I hope you guys really enjoyed it. We have a lot of exciting things coming up, so don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to just keep updated with all the things that we're doing. You can check out our website at adventuresinquesting.com. Also, if you want to support us, we're on Patreon, so just for a dollar a month, you can see all of our bonus contents, shenanigans that happen behind the scenes. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time on Adventures in Questing. Apologies. Have we edited that out? Just sounds like a, a hog squealing. <laughs> okay, it was okay. just a small hiccup, Michelle. I really hate <laughs> that. Like, Sorry, I just got the hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> kind of cute, actually. Um... <laughs>